your show, the Donna and Steve Experience on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. Got a little extra bounce in my step this morning. You do? Is it just the Thursday in you? No. We did fairly well. Did we win? In the My Talk Awards. Did we win something today? We won something. Donna! We got three. We're in the lead. Who was it? Was it the Kelsey? Yes, of course. Tell everybody what our categories were today. Uh, Holly? It was comeback of the year. Uh, That went to King Charles. I mean, that was our vote. It didn't go to him. He came in second. Did he He win? He came in second. I feel so vindicated. (laughs) He came in second. And I had a great argument for it, too. You did, Donna. Thank you. I was really, really impressed with your argument for for King Charles with comeback of the year. I was really impressed with What percentage did he get? Do we remember what percentage he yeah. got and who won in that category? Come back uh, in the that year. was on um, uh, the TV show um, Suits. That's Suits. Right. Okay, For, that that's a, that's a that's great fair. one. That's fair. Yeah, I would imagine that was sort of the distant first place winner. But I would love to know what our percentage was because Friends. It was. It I got was... so much crap for that. And sure, I offered it sort of as a joke pick, but I was like, "Come on, we got to put him somewhere." Breakout comeback. He got second place, Donna, moral victory. Yeah, I mean, I think it was pretty surprisingly high. It was, I don't know, Holly, like 20-something? Yeah, it was surprisingly high. Yes. (laughs) King Charles has always been around. And then whoever came after us had like, I don't know, 12%. It was Leslie and... Yeah, Leslie, um, FEMA, and then Lori and Julia's The Taylor Effect. Right. Oh, yeah. But well, of course, she's still trying to was. take yeah, credit right, for the Travis Kelsey yeah. thing. Yeah, um, yeah right. But, um, yeah, surprisingly... Um, good. Wow. Well, and good. then so we win in Breakout Star of the Year. Our choice was Travis Kelsey. Yes. And the people stood with us. They did. I mean, that was the Breakout Star of the Year. Look, we re- we made the argument, Steve, on the show that many of us before 2023 didn't know who Travis Kelsey was. You know, right. folks who aren't following the NFL, mm-hmm. folks who aren't paying attention, and now all of a sudden you're like, oh, wow, I have this awareness not only of Travis Kelsey, but the Kansas City Chiefs and the National Football League at large. You know what? He he really has turned into a uh, a global star. I mean, he is no... I mean, listen, when he go when, when, when Taylor Swift goes to Japan, where I think she is right now, doing a string of four shows, or she's going to be leading up to the Super Bowl, Travis Kelsey will be well known there. And that's just a crazy thing to think about. And I also saw, sort of just further padding our victory here, Donna, I saw a collection of tweets and Instagram posts of dads, not chads, but good dads, saying, Taylor Swift has helped me to connect with my daughter around Aww. football for the first time. That's and so now lovely. I'm doing a little research. She's telling me things that she knows, and we're sitting around watching the game for totally different reasons, but we're there and we're talking. And, and you're tell- doing it together. Pretty cool, huh? That's I cool. love that. Wait a minute. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang okay. on. Okay, okay, okay. So let me get this right. We have one more day of this competition. <laughs> yes. And if my uh, adding is correct in my head, we have a three to two lead over Jason and Alexis and Lori and Julia mm-hmm. and Bradley and Don have one. Mm-hmm. So what are our categories yesterday? And do we have a chance of like winning this or is there going to be some painful tiebreaker where we lose in the end? There could be a tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we could be in the boxing ring. Yeah, and they've, they've talked about this. Did, or... did the Academy make mention of what would happen in the event of a tie yet? 
It'll be a hamburger eating contest or <laughs> jello wrestling. <laughs> All right. Categories tomorrow are um, asshat of the year and WTF moment of the year. All right. What did we pick? We picked Elon Musk. We picked Elon Musk buying Twitter for the WTF moment of the year. And changing the name. Yeah. And yeah, changing the text. Um, for the asset of the year, I forget who we went with there. I feel like Elon was one of our uh, top Let four me look. Again. Asset of the year, Don and Steve, you have Aaron Rodgers. And I feel like uh, that. that we, could, we had a low pick, you know. I, I don't think that's the worst guess in the world, though, because this is Vikings country. That's right. And we have some Green Bay fans, but I think some people might just want to be like, yeah, that's right. I heard that clown saying this, whatever. Even if they haven't listened thoroughly to what he said, they're like, vote him down. But who, who are we, are going we up against? against? Yes, that's, that is the question. Do you have the full nominees for Asshat of the Year, Holly? Um, Jason and Alexis have Elon Musk. Okay, they got the Musk. Uh, yeah. there. Wait, that's for what? That's for Asshat. Asshat. This is Asshat. Oh, got it, Asshat yes. of the Year. And then the other two? I don't remember. You have to tune in I'm tomorrow. Not, yeah, I, you know, she's not a, she's not Chat GPT, I know guys. The ones that I'm I mean, I could just go to the website then, here. I mean, I think could, they already took it yeah. down, Don. Oh, they yeah. did. I bet they yeah, took they it down. Did. Most unfortunate. I know. It really is. You know, uh, oh, wait, uh, past 12 p.m., I'm not responsible for any knowledge. Absolutely. Exactly I right. could nope. not agree with that you more. That's By the way, I want to give a shout out to Margot Robbie. I do as well. She's a class act. I thought this was really cool um, that she did respond to the Oscars quote unquote snub for best actress, of course, for Barbie. And she said, there's no way to feel sad when you know you're this blessed. Obviously, I think Greta should be nominated as a director because Mm -hmm. what she did is once in a career, once in a lifetime thing. But it's been an incredible year for all films. We set out to do something that would shift culture, affect culture just make some sort of an impact and it's already done that and some way more than we ever dreamed that it would and that's really the biggest award that could come out of all of this And i thought that was really cool i do too it's like okay it's not like she hasn't been nominated before right um you know in america ferrera i assume that's a supporting role nomination right for uh, best supporting actress yes yeah okay i mean she has to be happy for her for that. It's like a first time thing for her. Very exciting. I just, I feel like that's the right thing to say. Well, and I. Uh, Acknowledging I, that other people had great performances. There's not room for everybody. Right. Yeah. I just thought, you know, of all the things, of all of the takeaways, and I still haven't seen all of Barbie. And I know there are a lot of people that just love it. Donna, you, you liked it. I liked it. Um, I wasn't like, oh, my God, this is life changing. Yeah. And I've even heard from some women who have seen it, who have said, you know, good, but also maybe not. No, but in other ways, like maybe not as great of messaging as we want holistically about women. So I've, I've heard the gamut from women talking about it. But let me say this, speaking with a lack of experience here, maybe the greatest, uh, lesson that she is handing down to young women who are watching Margot Robbie, the star of Barbie, a movie that they really loved, is her being really classy in a moment of, I don't even want to call it defeat, but we all, we call it a snub. And so learning how to deal with life with grace when it doesn't go the way that you mm-hmm. want to is a lesson that benefits all of us that hear it. And right. so cheers to you, Margot Robbie. Very Barbie-like, Robbie. actually. 
I think. Thank you, Margo. Also, um, by the way, we have, just real quick, I know we have to go. Um, the the ASAC category, we have Aaron Rodgers. J&A have Elon Musk. I think it's a two-dog race there. LoJ has Dads, Brads, and Chads. Pretty and good, pretty Bra- good. Bradley and Don has uh, Justin Timberlake. And I just don't think there's enough. I, I, I think I think that's sort of a, I don't know. I don't know. I guess I could see that going anyway. And then for WTF, we've got um, Elon changing Twitter. Uh, LoJ had Ozempic. That's good. And then Bradley and Don had the Britney book. So it's a dogfight, Donna. But listen, we couldn't be in a better position. We're in first place going into the final day. It's going to take, someone's going to have to go 2-0 and to not tie us. Right. But the tiebreaker right. makes me nervous. Makes me nervous. Me too, Steve. All right, let's take a break. Everything is fine. It's Thursday, Throwback Thursday. Rocco's going to come in and do a little Throwback Thursday music trivia with us at 1130. We hope that you stay with us or always download our podcast, subscribe. We'd love it if you did that. College of Pop Culture Knowledge at 1030. Uh, Donna writes these words, these five words for 930. People know likey Brittany Mahomes. <laughs> so we will break that story down. But when we, when we come back, we like to highlight when rich people do dumb things. There's a 200-year-old lemon. So what did rich people do? They said, I need that. We'll tell you how much it went for where they found it. When we come back, Donna and Steve on my talk. Hey, it's Donna Valentine for Energy Savers Fireplaces, where you can create your own private retreat of warmth and comfort, relaxation. You could do this with a clean, burning, energy-efficient, low-pie fireplace insert or stove. You could design the fire of your dreams online with low-pie's Design My Fire tool. Your low-pie fireplace leaders happen to be my new buds, uh, Laura and Anna, and their whole team at Energy Savers Fireplace. You guys, this is the highest rated five-star review fireplace store in the entire area. They're a full-service fireplace store. No project is too big. No project is too small. Uh, They are there to help you. They offer free in-home estimates. If you are dreaming about adding a fireplace to your space, make sure you go to energysaversfireplaces.com or stop by their showroom. Family-owned and operated since 1976. Highway 36 in Oakdale. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome back. Donna and Steve here on My Talk 107.1, where talk is fun. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson. Hi. Hi. We got producer Holly Roberts with us until uh, 10 o'clock. Oh. Very exciting. 
Yep, we get her, what is it, uh, every other weekend, and then we go with uh, Daddy Mike for right. the other ones. Yes. Split custody. Yes. Uh, let's see here. I, I like to, I enjoy documenting when rich people do dumb things, because I have a theory in life, and it's what I just said, which is rich people do dumb things. And I think you'll hear about it when there are big auctions for items. And then somebody is dropping $500,000 on it. And you're thinking, why on earth? Who will they? Why is this are just they a, buying a piece of fuzz? It's just weird because <laughs> it was said to have been on Thomas Jefferson's shoulder and he shot off a musket. Look, it's Whatever. a flex, man. Yeah. You yeah. have so much money that you have dumb money to make so many dumb purchases. Yeah. That's it. Now, this doesn't qualify in terms of the absurd amount of money. Frankly, I don't even know if you can get a lemon for this price at the grocery store these days. Uh, inflation. But it's still dumb. Somebody found a 285-year-old dried lemon. It was what? just auctioned off for $1,780 in England. So, again, not a crazy price, but a lot for a lemon. It had been found in an old cabinet. Donna, check your cabinets. It even had an inscription dated with the year 1739. So it was a 19th century cabinet, and it was brought to an auction house in England by a family who said that it had belonged to a deceased uncle. A photographer was taking photos of it just for the sale, and that's when they opened it up and they saw the lemon. The lemon was dried out. It was round, more round than it is oval, if you think of your lemon now. It was very well preserved, um, but it had like a leathery brown exterior. And it was inscribed with this message. Of course it was. Given by Mr. P. Lou Francini, November 4th, 1739, to Miss E. Baxter. Donna, we have traveled back in time, (laughs) and you're wondering what would it have been like dating back in the 1730s? Well, if you were a lucky lass, you'd have a fellow that was so into you, he would buy you a lemon, and it would be inscribed on the lemon. Maybe they were inscribing all the lemons back this is This this is screaming scam <laughs> everywhere. God, you don't I'm glad think we can vote now. <laughs> Get credit cards. Oh. I mean, seriously. Some, somebody went in there in, like, 2011, and they were like, okay, I got an idea. Donna. Dave, give me a pen, quick. (laughs) (laughs) Give me a pen. And then he inscribes that. Is it inscribed in, like, ink? Like, or is it... I mean, I want details. Is it a ballpoint pen, or is it, like, from a feather, a quill? Click on my link, and you will see photos at the bottom. You cynic. The auction house figured, what the heck? So they decided to auction off the lemon as well, with a starting price of $50. The lemon shocked everybody, though, by going for... $1,780. $1,780. How much did the old cabinet go for? 40 bucks. <laughs> it's inscribed, Donna, which means, I believe, doesn't that mean it's it's like carved into the to the rind of the lemon? Oh, so we're thinking someone used like a tool. They went whittling. Someone back in the 1730s. Not someone <laughs> listening to Linkin Park who was like, I have an idea. I have a lemon that looks like that in my own fridge. 
<laughs> I think it's a lemon. I think we need to put that up for auction, Donna. <laughs> oh, gosh. You know what we should do for charity someday? A Donna Valentine auction, where we find some of the weirdest items that are hanging around inside of your house, and we auction them off. That 1987 Reader's Digest <laughs> is Oprah, the next big thing. Oh, you know, that's all funny. The, we could do that. We could raise easy $1,000 for charity. That's a great idea. Maybe save it for the next project down and dirty. Okay. That's, That's cute. That's bit. cute. I love it. Yeah. Um, I saw this today. I thought it was sort of interesting. Do you know what Grammy Awards are made out of? Like what materials? Mm-hmm. Um, Think of the Grammy. It sort of like looks like an old gramophone, right? Yeah. Um, how about pewter? Pewter. Bob. Uh, Good answer. answer. I do like the guess of pewter. It is not pewter, even more on the nose. Gold. Grammys are made of gramium. Cute. Isn't that cute? Yeah. Spelled G R A M M I U M. Made up. It's made in Ridgeway, Colorado by John Billings and his crew. They have a 2,000 square foot facility out there. And it's a custom metal alloy called Gramium. And they are cast from three molds. One for Hold the base, on. one for the gramophone cabinet, and one for the uh, for the tone arm, if you is know your gramophone well. this on the periodic table? I don't know that Gramium is. This is a, this I believe is a, uh, it's a custom. It's okay. a custom. He created this. So it's this. fake. I mean, it's a, it's a made up. Okay, got it. You're going custom. I'm going made up. That sounds like that's where we differ. It's a made-up word. So you're thinking that the guy was like, hey, we can make your Grammys. Yeah, we use uh, uh, Grammium. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I do. I think he said, we're going to call this material Grammium. You're knee-deep in cynicism on those last two stories. What will please you today? I mean, it doesn't displease me. I'm just... I'm going to go. We'll take a break. When we come back more dumb stuff friends what's up hey it's steve for my pals over at the canopy group they are doing it right today stay out of this donna uh they're doing it right you know what uh they actually sent over a note the other day and i found out that they now have a team of some 50 specialists used to be 40 the canopy group is growing now they're up to 50 you know why because more people are realizing wait a minute i shouldn't just have one agent who represents one insurance company and gives me one quote How do I know if I'm getting a good deal or not? How do I know if I'm getting the best coverage I can get at that price or not? Well, that's what the Canopy Group will do. You get the options. They've partnered with 16 different insurance companies, some of the big dogs that you've certainly heard of. I'm talking about like Auto Owners, Progressive, and some more smaller ones, a little bit more boutique. But they might be the best ones for you. It's all about what meets your needs. And as those needs change, the Canopy Group continues to find the best coverage from a company that specializes in just what you need. So are you stuck with one company? Do you have just one agent? It's time that you change that. Get options. Get them today at thecanopygroup.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Hi, welcome back. 
welcome back. Thank you for listening. Thank you for singing along. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Woo! Where do we Hi. I wonder how All for One pays their bills today. Like, are they still traveling a little bit? Are they still doing casino stuff? Oh, that's a great question. I would assume so. Yeah. yeah. I just feel like it would be it would be difficult to go from being an entertainer who at a time has performed on television shows, on stages in front of people, to, and I'm sure this has happened for many people who have experienced that, to be working for a boss, going to a meeting, that's just got to be weird, you know? Yeah. Well, let's see. All for one. What are you guys doing these days? Yeah, what are you guys up to? Are they doing the casino tour? I feel like they had a... I feel like I heard about them. All, like maybe a theater tour? number four one spelt out. Oh, it is the number know? four. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they've got a... They're still kicking and stretching. Okay. Okay. Uh, That's they've good. They've got dates. Oh, wow. All through February, you can catch them in Decatur, Illinois. Okay. San Antonio, Texas. Great. That's in Battle Creek, Michigan, Oakland, California at Yoshi's Oakland. Oh. And they're also playing the Footprint Center in Phoenix, Arizona. Well, Good hey. Good for them. I'm happy to hear that. Hey, Steve. Yeah, Donna. Today is the first day of... <laughs> and it's Groundhog Day Eve. That's right. Tomorrow's the big day. People are already... I know Chaska for sure is just... You can sense it, right? There's an energy in this city. People are getting pretty jazzed. Honest to goodness, guys, it was 55 degrees out yesterday. Oh, my God. It was beautiful. I, I late in the walk. afternoon, I sit down on the couch, and then I lay my head back, and I'm like, uh-oh, I feel it coming. A nap wants to grab me. Like the Demogorgon brings you into the Upside Down and Stranger Things. That's how naps come upon me. And then I somehow, running up that hill style, got out of the hold of the Demogorgon. And I said, Dev, do you want to go take a walk? And he was like, yes. So then we went and enjoyed it. And as I passed all of these lawns, as you mentioned, February, I mean, this is some like spring, early April grass I'm looking at out here. It was just so many people were out. Father and son throwing the football down the street. A couple other neighbors just sitting out on their porch having a drink. I mean, it was, it was like... amazing, yeah. It was really, really great. Jeez, Louise. And then I looked at the 10-day. And my, on my phone forecast, which is highly unreliable, I encourage you to find a local meteorologist who you know, like, and trust. But there's nothing below 40 in the next 10 days. I love it. So the, great. the lowest snowfall on total, uh, on, on record rather, total for a winter is 17 and a half inches. And friends, we right now are at seven and a half. Now it's early. It's February. Don't be fooled. We have February and March to get through. March Possibly is a April. big snowy yeah. month. Yeah, and, we could get and pummeled. And a little April, yeah. But I think people were talking about this is a big time El Nino effect and that it just... the there's a chance that the rest of the winter just could look warm and dry. 
And Poppy says yes. But again, I heart, my heart breaks for these parents who set up these ice rinks in the yard. Oh. Just filled them two weeks ago. I the saw, Minneapolis oh. ice rink shut down for the year. Oh, my God. I saw people on the ice yesterday on West Bush Lake. Ooh, how did that work out? I don't know, but I saw a fishing um, you know, a fishing like a fish house? house. And then I saw like people just hanging out in the middle of... I was like, and it says thin ice... Caution. Oh my gosh! And I was yeah. like, "What are these guys doing there?" Some do- people have a much higher risk tolerance than I do. Absolutely, I like to know this sucker is solid. Right. Well, I, I don't think it's going to melt in in like a few days, but I'd still be a little careful. You don't have that snow cover. Yeah, all you need is one spot for it to be weak, and now a little hole becomes a big hole, and you're on an episode of Lassie. <laughs> Good one, Steve. Thanks, Donna. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's good. That tickles me. Okay. All right. Anyway, what are we doing? Oh, nobody likes Brittany Mahomes. What are you? That's a mean thing to write. I'm not saying nobody, but people are, you know, after that documentary came out. Quarterback on Netflix. Oh, so many people were like, oh, but Mahomes' wife. I I don't, she's a teeny bit annoying. I don't, I don't think she's like. I don't think she's that bad. I think it's just, you know, I think there might be levels of jealousy among people, you know, seeing her in this giant house and, you know, she's not even 30 years old. And I think there's, I think there's a little bit of projection going on. Boy, that's a wise thing that you just said there. That's likely the case in a lot of the things whenever we're feeling a little something about somebody. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a lot of that that's probably rooted in us. Right. So the latest is, so was this after they won the big game? I don't know. They were leaving. Maybe after the NFC Championship, the, I, la- the last game, yeah. I'm guessing that that's when this is. Because I'm, I'm not doing that deep of a dive. But so she was seen in a video walking, you know, behind the scenes, her, Patrick, the family, and you know, it was chaotic and people were, and she just looked, I guess, at an, an employee and said, how, where do we go from here? How do we get out of here? That kind of thing. And she did something with her finger mm-hmm. that I guess rubbed people the wrong way. Oh, no. And so people were like saying that she's treating people poorly. Like she's like snapping, like, come fetch my yes, coat. Like the, like you would do with a waiter. Like, um, excuse oh. me. Uh, hi. Uh, Bill, please. Oh. So they're just thinking she's got a little bit of a, what's the word I'm looking for? She's a little bit on a high horse, being (sighs) condescending. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the quarterback Netflix documentary was interesting because um, it's funny, you know, in a way, let's go, go back in time before quarterback came out. And I'll use general stereotypes here that I think would hold up to be true. And I want good things for all the people that I'm talking about. But going into that, more people like Patrick Mahomes, yeah. less people like Kirk Cousins. Coming out of it, more people like Kirk Cousins, less people like Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. And look, I don't think that Patrick Mahomes, he doesn't come across as a villain in it. And yeah, no, you know, his, no, no, his no. wife might have a little bit of a, you know, I think they're, they're both enjoying the success and big fans of the success that they're enjoying. And that can seem a little much or contrived. She does a lot of, I guess, posing with uh, Patrick Mahomes' brother, Jackson Mahomes. And they have the Internet has long since found them to be a bit mm, 
annoying. Well, and uh, Jackson but, Mahomes also, you know, there are sexual assault allegations against him. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I so didn't know pe- that. Yes. And then also she, people have come forward saying that she um, wasn't, didn't tip an entire hotel staff after an alleged days long stay at a, at a place in West Hollywood mm. uh, when she was looking for a wedding dress. So this goes back a while also there's a barista and there's a lot of people who are coming uh, coming forward and saying yes she's a very bad tipper she's uh you know she stiffed somebody on a 130 dollar tab and then other people were like yep i can attest to that i can Mm. confirm i was a bottle server at a nightclub in kansas city this is 100 percent my experience as well um that's interesting um, well, that's almost like a, uh, yeah, I guess it's a separate thing, but it's a little bit of the shrapnel of yes, what yes. people are seeing. But but going back to quarterback real quick, especially with the local tie here with Kirk Cousins, yeah. is again, going into that, people love Patrick Mahomes and people think Kirk Cousins is just sort of just a square, just a dweeb. Coming out of it, it felt like people were a little bit more, maybe a little cooled down on Patrick Mahomes. Um, and then really a lot, a lot more supportive of Kirk Cousins, who is still has square like dweeby tendencies to him. He, I mean, he rocks a chain that says Cole's cash, right? I mean, he embraces it now. <laughs> but one of the one of the things that I wonder if this is at the root of the Patrick Mahomes, Brittany Mahomes, and also when people are successful for a long period of time, it can be tough for people to deal with. But there was such a um, humility with Kirk Cousins. I I actually didn't know anything about him, and I thought he and his wife were lovely. Mm-hmm. I'm like, he's just this really sweet guy. Yeah, is he like Joe Cool? No, no, but who no. cares? I no, mean, but he he won. Does that the, matter? The PR points, the Q score for that guy, Kirk Cousins, went up so fast during Netflix, where a bunch of people were tweeting the same thing, which was. Uh, I didn't care or I didn't like Kirk Cousins going into this, and now he just seems like a stand-up dude. Mm -hmm. Seems like a good person. Um, Interesting, too. I cannot say who, but I was... I was... I I, I have a... Mm -hmm. Talked Mm -hmm. to somebody recently mm -hmm. in passing, Mm. and I said, hey, if you had to bet your next paycheck that Kirk Cousins plays for the Minnesota Vikings next year, do you wager that? And this person said, no, absolutely not. Okay. I think he's gone. I think I know who you were talking to. And so I have a feeling that, um, I don't know if Vikings fans have wrapped their head around it yet, but that the Kirk Cousins journey may have come to an end because I think he's going to get some people paying a lot of money for hopefully another two or three good years out of Kirk Cousins. I don't want to mm. say that. I'm just saying right, what I well, heard. You already said it. So I said it. No take backs. All right. All right. Well, we're out of time. Thank you. Is that is that what it's like to have a source when you say the thing that I just said? Yeah, but I, I felt think your, your sources seem a little obvious. You can say reportedly. <laughs> Donna. <laughs> Add reportedly in front of everything, Steve. Reportedly. Yeah. Reportedly. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna text you and see if this is the person you talk to. I'm gonna have to unblock you. For Reportedly, a <laughs> sources allegedly. Say.
Rumor right. has it, possibly. All right, hold on. I've got Mike the Mensch on this, too. All right, oh. here we go. Okay. Um, hmm, hmm, hmm. Waiting for this. Uh-huh. Okay, here it comes. Rumor has Alrighty, it. I got it. Rumor has it. Seemingly. No. It's no. not? Okay. You're wrong. All right. Oh. I'm wrong. Oh. Okay. You're wrong, and you know what even makes it worse? What? Is, oh, no, maybe you weren't in the room with me whenever I saw this person and asked this person. No, you're wrong. Okay. You've never been as wrong as you are. This is one of your wrongest moments. All right. I accept defeat. When we come back, oh, I, I got to, it'll be time for see something, say something. Look, we all enjoy going, you know, five or ten above the speed limit. There is a politician who is making a suggestion about how much over the speed limit we need to be going for a police officer to pull us over. Yes. Is it a lot? Or is it just a little bit? I'll tell you, it's a little surprising. That when we come back, Don and Steve on my talk. Donna here for Bradshaw and Bryant Law Firm, who want to remind us how social media posts can be used against us in a personal injury case. Probably the last thing you're thinking of, because everybody, you know, good or bad, you want to post about it. But after an accident... You post something and you have a case for personal injury. Here's the deal. The pictures and the um, the words that you use on your social media posts can be used against you. This is because insurance adjusters will use anything that they can to keep you from getting what you truly deserve in terms of a settlement. It's really frustrating, actually. But you've only got one shot at winning your injury claim. So... Just be careful with your social media posts. If you have been in an accident that results in injury, don't wait. Schedule a free consultation with Mike Bryant at Bradshaw and Bryant. He is great. You'll find him at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Hi, good morning. We're back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Uh, Steve, did you have something to say before we get to see something, say something? No, I'll wait for the formal beginning of the segment. You got it, buddy. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. I usually don't go more than... Eight or nine miles above the speed limit. If I'm if I'm in a sixty-five, I'm going to set my cruise probably at like sixty-nine or seventy. Okay, if I'm going, uh, if the speed limit's seventy on thirty-five, I'm going eighty. That I think is still okay. You're headed. What does it get to seventy when you're going up north? Yes. Yes. Oh wow, man! Once it turns into I thirty-five. Oh yes, yes. Get into the city and then it goes back to sixty, I believe. Well, an Illinois state congressman introduced a bill this week that would prevent cops from pulling you over unless you're going at least 26 miles over the speed limit. Oh. They wouldn't even scan your plate and fine you. If the limit was 70, you would not have to worry about getting pulled over for a ticket for speeding unless you were doing at least 96. Okay, that makes no sense. Democrat fitting last name, Justin Slaughter, introduced the bill on Monday, and speeding is not the only thing that it would allow people to do. 
It would also stop cops from pulling you over for expired plates, defective mirrors, no bumpers, tinted windows, broken headlights, and not wearing a seatbelt. The only time that they could pull you over is if whatever you did rose to the level of a misdemeanor or felony. So 26 miles over the speed limit is a misdemeanor in the great state of Illinois. Pretty much everybody thinks this is a bad idea. Maybe even Justin Slaughter, the congressperson who suggested it. He backed off the idea yesterday after people tore him apart on social media. <laughs> now, he did say the only reason that he introduced the bill to was to continue a conversation about people getting pulled over for minor stuff and then busted for things like drugs. Last year, Illinois passed a law that made it okay to hang fuzzy dice from your rearview mirror. Finally! <laughs> so... Oh, that's so funny. That's the conversation that he wanted to continue. Uh-huh. How about that? Though? I used to have fuzzy dice. I, you know, I was hung them more ironically because that, I mean, doesn't that go back to like the 70s, the 60s? Yeah, it feels like there would be almost be like a carpet interior in yeah. your car. Yeah, you'd have Yosemite Sam or naked mud girl flats. And mud flaps yeah. on yeah. the back of your car. That's a back off. Back That's off. Right. Back <laughs> off. That's right. Or the Calvin peeing on whatever thing you would like right. to get peed on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. boy, where's Calvin? Yeah, yeah. the decal usually, yeah. too. Yeah, he's retired. Yeah. Calvin. That's funny. Oh. Anyway, um, yeah, that would be a nightmare. Obviously, the, this is not going to pass. He's backed off it, so he's not going to be trying to push this through. But could you imagine if they issued an alert and said, you won't get pulled over unless you're going more than 25 above the speed limit? Does that hold true in a 30 as well? Uh, it can't. This, his, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Uh, if, wow. if, if it's a 25 mile per hour, and usually that means there's probably children around. Children at play. I mean, if you're doing 43, you're not going to get pulled over. But 46, 45, you are. That's going way too fast. Guilty, oftentimes. Hey. Uh, it's okay. Hi. This is a safe space. Thanks Thank for being you. vulnerable. Thanks, guys. Chuck E. Cheese is releasing a cookbook. What do they have besides oh, pizza? What's that Pasquale have up his sleeve? <laughs> <laughs> it's called the Chuck E. Cheese and Friends Party Cookbook. It comes out March 19th. You can pre-order it on Amazon for $23. Uh, his full name, of course, Charles Entertainment Cheese, though he did opt for the more recognizable Chuck E. as his pen name. This is full of recipes for parties in large groups. But if you're a true fan, there's no reason that you like couldn't use these for whatever you want to use them for. It doesn't have to be like just a children's birthday party or something like that. It could be anything. It's 128 pages. It does feature other well-known characters like the singing dog. Anybody remember his name? Uh, I no. Jasper T. Jowls. <laughs> yeah, Jasper. Also, Is he a bulldog? F- featured in the book. No, I think he's like a long-eared. Yeah, uh, he's got like long, floppy ears. Oh, but like yes, a hound. He's a hound dog. But oh, he does have like the white and brown up on his face. Yeah. And dead in the eyes. Yeah. You know the one. Uh-huh. Also, Helen Henny is featured. Uh, you would remember Helen Henny. Gosh, I love these characters. I love them. One of my favorite videos I ever watched were the top ten Chuck E. Cheese animatronic fails. That was really a great thing. 
YouTube that today if you have time. <laughs> but when I was a kid, Don, and I walked into a Chuck E. Cheese and saw the band playing, it was crazy to me. It was so cool how, to how see that. How young were you in, in the presence of celebrities? Exactly. <laughs> yes. I don't know. I probably would have been this is age between five and nine. Okay. Like, you'd go in, and when the curtain would come back, and then, like, they went from their sleeping position up to their, like, well, I guess we could use a party. And then they start going. It was very exciting. They slapped. <laughs> Have you guys been to a Chuck E. Cheese lately? I've been walked in at Chuck E. Cheese once, maybe, in my entire life. They got a glow up now. They've got a dance floor. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. And birthday countdowns. And then Charles Entertainment Cheese himself comes out in a cape, and he (laughs) dances with you. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Now, the problem is, though, Holly, last time I was probably at a Chuck E. Cheese was like four years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, Super cheap games, by the way. What a way to get a bunch of arcade games in all at once. Now they have the card, I guess. It's a timed card. It's a timed card. You get unlimited games for the time that the card allots, and it's amazing. That's really I, I I love that. Isn't it a stripped down band now? That the one where I went, I feel like I saw one member and there were other like video elements, but it was not the full kitten caboodle. Yeah, the band has retired and oh, now Lord. it's a dance crew. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. <sighs> uh tell me you have uh nieces and nephews without telling me you have nieces and nephews. <laughs> yeah, that's it- right. Everybody's like, Wow, Holly is really in the know on this. You think? <laughs> you don't know. No, I, I have mean, two, maybe no, I have two I, nephews. All right, I was yeah. gonna say maybe you like the pizza. She's fun, yeah. Aunt Holly, yeah. who's yeah, like, I'll come along with this. Oh yeah, I totally hit the dance floor with Charles Entertainment Cheese. It was great. That's now, awesome. are there like, um, like dance instruction? Like, is there like a video of someone going, "Put your left foot in, put your left foot back." You know, that whole thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's video monitors all around the dance floor. They tell you what to do. It is time to perfection. Oh, fun. You know, Chuck E. Cheese has an entourage. He's got a helper. Okay. Bringing them in, bringing them out. So the celebrity element is still there. All right. Next question. Where do we find a Chuck E. Cheese around here? The one that I went to. Edina? Was in the Burnsville Center. Yeah, and I think there is a Bloomington Edina area one right around there. Somewhere like off France, near France. Okay, okay. Yeah. Good to know. We're going to find Donna dancing Cheap games, too. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, Donna's got skee-ball elbow tomorrow. You can hardly move it. Oh, my God. All righty. Holly leaves. Thank you so much, Holly. Okay, Mike comes in next. We'll be back with a dirt alert. Hey, friends. It's Steve. You know, the season is changing, and now is the time to begin planning your winter adventures here in Minnesota. From dog sledding across a frozen lake to dining in an igloo, winter can be magical in Minnesota. So start planning your winter getaway and visit one of the world's largest malls or catch a touring Broadway production. Get your free monthly travel e-newsletter and start planning your dream trip or browse through endless events and activities happening throughout the entire state by visiting ExploreMinnesota.com.